Welcome to Real Estate Real World, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and leaders that are getting it done right now in the real estate industry and beyond. Your host is Marguerite Crispillo, and she started this podcast simply to talk to cool people about what's really happening in this crazy roller coaster ride of real estate. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and stay up to date on the newest stuff by adding yourself to the list at www.realestaterealworld.com. Dot com. Now your host, Marguerite Crispillo. Hello and welcome everybody. I wanted to start off today's show with a testimonial that I recently received. It's from Kim and Kim says, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have been a licensed agent for exactly one year and have had an awesome year. I've been excited about my new career and have worked really hard with results. But you have made things better for me. Thank you for the inspiration and all the fabulous information, really. I am looking forward to working hard and making changes to improve upon my business, Kim. First off, Kim, thank you so much for the kind words. And one of the things that I love doing most is helping out brand new agents get off to a good start in their career. And hey, all you listeners out there, we love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for me, for me, topics you would like me to cover, or just some comments or feedback, I would love to hear from you. You can head on over to www.marguerittecrispillo.com or leave us a message on our brand new hotline at 916-905-6130. We love your messages. We read and listen to every single one of them. So post a great one. We'll put it on air and get you fit right in. How cool is that, right? So now on to our guest today. You are going to love him. I got the pleasure to speak with marketing expert Steve Jolly. This is actually our second interview, so it was great to get to connect with him again. And Steve gives us a behind-the-scenes glimpse into his own marketing plan and how he builds and maintains relationships that continue to produce sales. We literally cover everything from social media to the key steps to marketing yourself. You're definitely going to love this episode. So without further ado, here's my interview with Steve. Hello, everybody. This is Marguerite Crespillo, and thank you again for joining us here on Real Estate Real World. I'm super honored to have my good friend, Steve Jolly, join us today. We did a podcast last year. But since then, he has made some huge strides and has become a published author. Very, very cool. We're really excited for you, Steve, and so glad to have you back on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me on. The pleasure is all mine. So I'm excited I, to be here. I got to laugh because Steve and I have now, this is our third time's a charm. We've had some technical difficulties. So for all of you out there who think that this whole process is just, you know, smooth like butter, and moves easy it doesn't so uh he's been super gracious we've now this will be the third time we're recording it we had some audio issues and had a couple little uh scheduling issues and a number of other things but we're here today yay yay yay, yay. yay. so let me tell you a little let me read his bio real quick because he's got quite the bio i actually met steve online in his facebook group which is pretty cool what's the name of your facebook group again it's real estate marketing all stars and he is quite the all-star. He posts a lot of great stuff there. So you guys head on over to his private Facebook group where he posts some really great stuff. 
And so Steve Jolly is a marketer first and a real estate broker who started selling real estate in 2005. When he started in real estate, Steve wanted to break into the REO market because of the experience in construction and B2B sales. Plus, that was a perfect time to do it, right? It was. He was told that was impossible and it would take two years to get his first listing. Not paying attention to the naysayers, Steve listed 13 REO properties in his first full year in real estate. Pretty powerful. Throughout his career, he refused to listen to those who said it can't be done and found a way to make it happen. It's just how he is built. After graduating from the University of Tennessee with a degree in statistics, that's an interesting degree, Steve started working with a medical device manufacturer helping to improve their processes and make higher quality products. He was awarded by the governor of Tennessee for his efforts to improve the quality of products and processes in manufacturing. He was a product project leader and driving force that led his company to ISO 9001 certification in record time without any consultants at a 10% of the estimated cost. Pretty cool. After becoming the plant manager of the medical device company, slowly shifted to sales and never looked back. He left the medical device company in 2000 to move with his family to his wife's hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. Where did you say you were originally from? Uh, originally from Detroit. Oh, I've Detroit. spent most of my life, yes. I spent most of my life in Tennessee since oh. 1980. Oh, wow. Okay. So in 2006, Steve realized that the future of sales was online. He developed his own websites to generate leads and better market his listings. Gaining success online, he slowly shifted his focus from REO sales to, tradi to traditional real estate. With more than 350 personal sales and 500 team sales under his belt, Steve is ready to share his knowledge of generating online leads and building relationships that lead to more sales. Steve is currently a broker with Benchmark Realty in Nashville, Tennessee, and a certified real estate instructor for the state of Tennessee. He's currently teaching classes on marketing, working with investors, and transaction desk. And you also have, how many kids do you have? Two. Two. How old are they? I have a sophomore at Vanderbilt. Ah. So he's 20. Wow. And then I have a 17-year-old senior in high school. Nice. And your lovely wife? Yes, my lovely wife and team partner and life partner, uh, Gretchen. That's fantastic. She's also a realtor, too. Oh, well, she's an awesome realtor, right? So you guys she work is. and live together. Does that create some challenges? Um, it does. It does create some challenges because we're kind of each other's backup. Yeah. Um, and so, and we're both very driven people and we both have full schedules. So sometimes when she needs me, I'm, I'm busy and vice versa. But, um, yeah. But it all works out in the end. We, we, you know, we both work out of our homes and we both, um, you know, live here also. So it makes things exciting around here, around the clock. You know, it's funny because my husband and I have worked together for quite a while, and uh, we always make the joke that the reason we're able to make it work is because we, we each kind of stay in our corners, right? Like he does mm -hmm. his thing, I do my thing. And lately, he's been working on some other projects, and he's now a stand-up comedian. So he's awesome. been doing, I know it's pretty funny. So literally, <laughs> but mm -hmm. so he's been doing a lot of stuff where he hasn't been working as much. He's really pretty semi-retired from the real estate side. And so I told him, I'm like, you know, it's kind of weird when you're not around all the time. I'm used to you being around and there'll be like an entire day where we don't even talk. And it feels a little bizarre, you know, because you're used to talking to them a bazillion times a day and, mm -hmm. you know, and he laughs because the first half of our relationship, he was kind of a bigwig with First Union Mortgage back in the day. And so I was always Joe's wife, right? 
and <laughs> now he's Marguerite's husband, and so he, he embraces <laughs> that role, and he has a lot of fun with it. But um, Well, since we've talked last, what I'm most excited to talk about today is you created this book. I'm yes. really proud of you. I know that we Thank talked you. about it for quite a while before it actually came to fruition, called Kill Cold Kill. Little tongue tied. Kill Cold Calls How to Generate a Six Figure Real Estate Income Like Direct Marketing Legends Without Cold Calls. Very cool. Now, I am cracking up because when you first sent this book out to me to preview, you had a different headline or something. I can't remember. What was the original title of your book? Remember? Oh, I do not remember, but okay. it was something stupid, I think. It was just a working time. <laughs> and uh, we both follow a great guy named Ben Settle, who's a, really a direct response marketing guru, not in real estate at all, not in real estate at all. And um, so I remember seeing that you were part of his group and was excited about that. And then you and I chatted a little bit, made some scribble notes on your book. And so I had no idea what you were going to do when it finally came out. But this could not have, I, I could not have paid a bazillion dollars and come up with this title. So I think it's cool. How did you come up with the title? Well, um, that's a good question. I started doing some research after I wrote the book. Um, I started doing some research into what kind of problems people, other realtors were having, what kind of problems agents were having, and how my book could help solve those problems for them. And as I was doing research online, I noticed a theme coming up over and over and over again about how people hated cold calling and, and what other things they could do besides cold calling and pop buys and other things that are unexpected and intrusive ways of marketing to people. <laughs> and so, Excuse oh, me. no. Bless you. Thank you. And so um, I started looking at what my book could do, and it basically I teach people how to market outside of making cold calls. So I put those that problem together with the solution and came up with the title of the book. So how did you come up with the concept for the book? I mean, what I love is that you call yourself really a marketer first because I think too many agents, you know, they think that they're, you know, salespeople, which of course we are, but you, you can't sell to anybody if you can't market to get the people to come in to begin with, right? That is correct. So how it first started was I was using, I started just documenting what I was doing because it was working so well. So I took um, a lot of things that I learned from outside of the industry and brought them into real estate because I just wasn't finding what I needed to connect with my audience there in, in, the, in the ways that traditional real estate people were marketing. Um, and so once I got those ideas and they started working for me, well, I started to try to document what I was doing. And um, I was also going to share that with other realtors through an ebook. So in this documentation process, I ended up with like a 40-something 40, 40 page ebook, which is way too long for an ebook. Right. And um, I was talking with somebody else and they said, well, you should just turn that into a book. And so that's what I decided to do. I just went, um, took that 40 pages and uh, continued working on my processes and systems and refined them. And then I just went and documented everything I did from A to Z on how I was um, mostly generating, or not, not mostly generating leads, but how I was taking the leads that I had generated and converting those into, into paying clients. Well, um, to know, replace that REO business that was going away and, and still is kind of gone. And, and, I, and I just think that the, the, the process is so great because 
I can tell you that my personal history as well, when I got into real estate, and they said, oh, you're going to have to go door knock and cold call. And I remember going to a cold call class, in fact, at a local title company. I've just been maybe a year in real estate. And going to that class, and they gave us this list, basically, of random people. And we were supposed to call 20 in this whole group setting. And I swear I wanted to throw up. I thought, there's no way I can do this. And if this is what I'm going to have to do to be in real estate, I'm not going to sell real estate. And so I remember going home to my husband that night, and he's like, you know what, there's got to be another way that you can do this. I'm like, there has to be another way. And so I started myself researching a lot of the same things, direct response marketers, other people. I started learning about the marketing concept. I'm like, there's no way I can cold call. So we're like soul, soul, you know, brother, sister or something. Because <laughs> when I saw this, I'm like, you know, and I venture to say that 99% of salespeople and consumers hate that. Like, I love in your introduction, you said, I bet phone calls piss you off, Gary V, right? <laughs> we, love, right. we love Gary V, best-selling author, speaker, and owner of VaynerMedia. And it says, you hate cold calling, you're not the only one. We all know that you can do it, but it's damaging to your psyche because you are not made for it. You don't want to take the calls, let alone make them. And so I love that. You even say it's more than annoying people all day that turn me off of cold calling. And I used it successfully in three different industries. So the truth is, we know that cold calling is not fun. Nobody likes it. It's why they created do not call lists and a number of other things. But it does work for some people. So we're not criticizing mm -hmm. or judging those people that choose to do it. But it's not for us. Not for me. No. And so with some of these, I know that one of the things that you do and what I know, like we figured out was, okay, if I'm not going to cold call, how can I get people to call me? Right? And that's kind of the premise for what you've done. How do you get these people to call you? So what do you do that helps you generate enough business that you don't have to make these kind of calls? Yes. So what I do um, is we know... Everybody knows that in order for somebody to do business with you, they have to know you, they have to like you, and they have to trust you. And so those are kind of what I focus on in what I do. So I put out a lot of content um, that starts with email, and then I build it around that. And that content is just, it's, it's entertaining stories and expert advice kind of mixed together. Um, and then my own personal take on, on different things. And so... Um, and I also send that information out via email um, to my database uh, every day. So every, or excuse me, every weekday. So every weekday, all the people in my database get an e email from me that's entertaining and informative and valuable. And so over that, over time, they begin to know and like you. And I think also um, that trust factor kicks in when you're there time and time and time again. It's one of the biggest complaints people have about realtors is that when they pick up the phone that they can't ever reach their realtor or when they need them the most, they can't get in touch with them. And so if you show up in somebody's inbox day after day after day or they see you online constantly, they start to trust you because they know that you're going to be there when they need you. So that's the beginning of trust. Um, but when you add your personality and add those entertaining stories, people just naturally, the people that get you and have the similar passions and goals and things like that, that you have similar interests, they start to know and like you just because of that. 
So like just just like just like what you said a minute ago that we both had uh, an affinity for direct marketing. We both looked in that direction, and that kind of made us that kind of made us feel closer together. Like we knew each other a little bit already. Exactly. And the same thing works with with uh, with content, especially if you share you pull back that curtain a little bit and share what some of the things that make you smile and, and what your life is really like. So can you, oh, okay, a couple things. First of all, my question is, do people feel like uh, every day is too much? Um, I'm sure some of them do, and um, but I don't have a lot of unsubscribes. I did it kind of initially, but I also warned people for the first three or four weeks when I first started doing this, because my list was only used to getting the email from me or my database, maybe once a week, or at the worst, maybe once a month. Um, but I let them know that I was going to be delivering stuff on a daily basis, and then if they wanted to unsubscribe, there was there was a place at the bottom for them to do that, and um, that it would be there on every email. So at any time, if they didn't like what they what they were given, then they were free to to go somewhere else. And I probably lost twenty percent of the people initially. So um, that was kind of a big hit, but it was well worth it because I was probably not going to work with those folks anyhow. They didn't get what I had to say. Maybe they had already bought a house or had taken care of their real estate needs. So for whatever reason, I lost some folks, but I still, I've been doing this for a year and a half now. And after that initial uh, loss of 20%, my list has been growing since then. So give me an idea of what you talk about. Can you give us a sample of a story that you've talked about? Yeah, sure. Yesterday, I'll give you an example of what I wrote yesterday. Um, and I think it is something that um, people want to hear because it has to do a little bit with Redfin. So I advertise on Zillow and Trulia, and I had a Redfin agent um, respond to one of the ads on Trulia. And... I could tell that what they were doing, they weren't really an experienced agent based on the questions that they were asking, and they admonished me for advertising, and they said all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, I used that story to share with my list because we have we, uh, Redfin starting to grow a little bit in Nashville, and so I wanted people to know what they were getting themselves into if they decided that or thought about using a Redfin agent. And one of the things in Tennessee is, you know, their, their big claim to fame is, is rebating part of that commission back to the buyers. And that's um, something that they can't do in Tennessee. It's, it's against the law here. And so I, I, that gave me an opportunity to share that with my list also that, you know, that what Redfin says they're going to deliver, they can't really deliver here in Tennessee. And this is the, this is, and I, you know, I shared with them some of the comments and some of the questions they asked just to show what to expect if they decide to work with them and I but I did it not in a I did it in an entertaining way and also did it in a little bit of funny way and I didn't do it uh, I tried to be um, very respectful I didn't want to uh, to diss Redfin too much but I just wanted to give a show shine some light on you know what the interaction might be like if they decide to work with somebody like this well and what I love about this is like I said it's really creating an environment where people get to know a little bit about who you are. And I know for me, I have mailed snail mail, my database every month for 20 plus years, 22 years wow. now. And 
it's always been a little story about me and my life and whatever is going on in my life. I never write about real estate. I've written twice in 23 years about real estate. Once when the market was going crazy and once when it crashed. And for the most part, I really don't write about real estate per se. And what's interesting is that people, again, will either love you and they want to be on your list and they get to know who you are. Um, or they don't. And you don't really want to work with the people who don't. I mean, I the letters to, to, to me are so much fun to write. Like one time I wrote about my grandfather uh, loved the Reuben sandwich. You know, we're here in March right now. Mm -hmm. And he loved the Reuben sandwich. So my letter was on, we're on the hunt for the perfect Reuben. And wrote this whole little letter about my grandpa and how much he loves Reuben sandwiches. I literally got 40 calls, emails, requests, text messages hey, this is our favorite restaurant. Go And so it became like this whole little fun thing where we got to go out, try these different restaurants. And it was fun. And it became like this whole thing. So I was able to connect with people who loved that. And, and it's really interesting when you can start writing a little bit about who you are. That's the kind of people we want around us. Exactly. And that just gives you an opportunity to have a conversation. And once you start having conversations with people, you build that relationship. And then once you start building that relationship, then that gives you an opportunity to have real estate related conversations. And that's what we all really want to talk about buying and selling homes. And so in this, you, I, I love this because I, I know uh, Dean Jackson talked a little bit about this and I know you follow him too, right? Mm -hmm. Dean Jackson with, uh, he's on I Love Marketing. And you talked about how to really attract five star prospects. And a five star prospect, this is in your, um, in your book, is talks about conversion and we discuss five-star prospects. A five-star prospect is someone who is one, willing to communicate, two, mm -hmm. friendly and cooperative, three, know what they want, four, knows when they want it, and five, wants us to help them. Like that's the key. That's right. And so what do you do to attract as many five-star prospects as possible? Um, what I do is uh, once I have somebody on my list or in my database, um, I start to especially if they're interested in, in what I'm writing, um, I start to follow up questions um, initially with some of these five-star questions. So it's, it's just a good way to, to, to have a, a conversation. When someone you know, asks you to send them some information um, on a property, my first question is going to be, you know, so when, do you want to, when are you guys looking to move or when did you want to move into your new home? Um, do you have a home that you need to sell? Um, you know, those types of questions or, or, you know, asking them about the details about what they really want. Now, do you want a questions, master, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a master bedroom on the main level or does that matter to you? Are school districts important to you? So you're trying to dig in and find those, um, find, make sure that they've answered those five key questions because if they haven't, they're not going to be able to move forward and, and buy from you. So that's kind of like the beginning of where I start with people. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's just all these questions that help you continue that comp real estate conversation and help them move forward and start taking those next steps that eventually lead them to the closing table. So let's first help uh, our listeners understand what a list means, right? Because I think sure. that that can be a little bit in the marketing lingo and maybe people don't quite understand. Like, first of all, what is the list and how do people get on your list? Yes, yeah, so uh, what I would call a list, most people in real estate probably would call a database, um, or they would it would be all of the contact information in their CRM. 
Um, and so it's all those people that, that I've come in contact with at one time or the other. So how people get on my list or in my database or my CRM is usually one of two different ways. Um, all of my past clients um, and my sphere of influence is in there. And then on top of that, it's anybody else that's gone to um, my website or one of my landing pages and signed up for more information. And so uh, if you take all those people together, that's what I would call my, my list or my database. Um, and all those are in a CRM, which is basically a, uh, it's just a, it's a piece of software that helps you manage um, that relationship with all those people. And so, so I have a quick question about that. So your past clients, do they get your daily email? Yes, unless they've, unless they've opted out of it. But yeah, most all of them stay in there and so they get it every day. Okay. Um, and, and they're some of the ones that respond the most to some of the stuff that I say, which is good. I, I want them to do that. Because it keeps that conversation going, right? So when it the does. time comes for them to want to sell or buy another home, they're, they're going to first communicate with you. That's correct. It keeps yourself top of mind. It lets them know you're still a realtor because not everybody stays in this business. Um, it lets them know, you know that you're staying on top of the market and then you are an expert based on, on the things that you write and say. So it's all, And if you do it in an entertaining style, like, I, like we were talking about a minute ago, it's not always about real estate. You know, It's about personal things too. So they want to hear that kind of stuff and they, they want to follow up on, you know, want to know kind of maybe what what's going on with my kids or what's going on with Gretchen and I so they can um, stay attuned to, to me. And, and that's, you know, that's those, that's a way that you continue people to, to know, like, and trust you. Does it get overwhelming to write every day? Um, it does. For me, it does not. Maybe at first it did because I had a little bit of trouble learning where to come up with content, content ideas. Um, but now at this point, it's really easy to write every day. The biggest, I mean, finding 30 minutes of time sometimes can be challenging to sit down and, and write and distribute it and publish it. Um, that's probably my biggest challenge today just because I'm so busy. Yeah. Um, but if, if it's 30 minutes, I, if, if I have a busy day, I just wake up 30 minutes earlier in the morning and get it done and get it out of the way. So this is actually one of my favorite topics that we're going to open up now is chapter four, headlines, okay. headlines, because I think that headline is about the most important aspect of any communication that you have. It's what is going to get the email opened or not, right? That's true. And for okay. me, when you asked, when I asked you about how challenging it is to write, I literally can think of the headline first. I, it, once I have a headline, I can write about that all day long and so I keep a little note thing on my phone and whenever like a great headline pops into my head mm -hmm. I use that but headlines are so important not just in emails that you're writing every day of course they're incredibly valuable there but honestly you have to think of your headline in just about everything you do any kind of marketing you do right that's and correct the best way I heard it described was think of your headline as a billboard when you're going down the highway what can you read on a billboard? It's usually got to be seven words or less if possible, right? Dean Jackson talks about the nine-word emails. Mm -hmm. But it's got to be short and to the point, and it's got to grab your attention. Like right, like one of the best ones ever is Got Milk, right? Like the, like right. the best tagline for anything. And now I love the uh, 
Chick-fil-A ones, right? It's like eat more chicken, uh, cows. It's hilarious. But I love this whole chapter on headlines um, because it says great, great headlines equal curiosity plus emotion. So how are you going to connect emotionally? So let's talk a little bit about headlines and, and what your opinion is on that. Okay, great. So headlines are, like you said, they are the most important thing you can do because that's what, that's what captures people's attention and hopefully you're capturing their curiosity at the same time. So, and if you don't have a great headline, nobody's going to click on your email. Nobody's going to click on your blog post. Nobody's going to look at the content that you've created, whether it's in social media or online or in an inbox. So that's why, um, that's why it's so important. When you go back to the direct response days, they figured that 80% of the strength or 80% of their sales came from the headline because that's what forced somebody to open up and, and read that letter. So um, what I try to do is try to think of things that are already in their mind. So I'm validating a thought that they already have in their mind. Um, I also try to write them um, with something that they're concerned about, uh, either negatively or positively. Strong emotions cause that those, uh, it, it causes a trigger in your mind to, oh, I've got, especially if it's a problem, strong negative emotions cause people to want to determine and want to find out what that is. It's kind of part of our caveman brain um, that we have inherited from our ancestors and that problems automatically rise to the top inside our brains problems automatically rise to the top of the list and so if you point out a problem and something that maybe they've already been thinking about then that in their mind can automatically move the priority of them reading that up higher enough where they'll, they'll want to click on it immediately and then probably the most important thing really that most people leave out is adding a little bit of curiosity you don't want to give away the farm in the in the headline because then there's no there's no there's no need for them to go back and and read the story if you give it all away so a little taste of, a little curiosity um and and emotion and uh you know validating some thoughts or some concerns that they already have those those are the kind of the three things that i do um, or try to put together as a formula to write headlines and then probably for every email that i write i probably end up writing uh, at least 10 different headlines and going with the one that I feel tugs at me the most. Um, there are some headline analyzers that you can use online. And when you're starting out, those are good, are good places to, to help you kind of see w uh, what's pulling the emotion. Um, and then once, but once you get started and, and do this day after day, it becomes a lot easier just to, to write those to write those headlines that are compelling and cause people to click. And I love these headline analyzers. And you're going to have to either a get his book or go to the show, show notes to get the web links. I'm going to I'm going to leave a teaser there, because the headline analyzers are a ton of fun to go and input headlines. And so, I want to read a couple of the examples that you show, like you show headline examples by theme, inspirational. After 995 failures, she said, "Never give up." Right. The That's Nashville right. Bear Who Restored Faith in People. What's that one? Um, well, there was a dog. Uh, there, we have a homeless newspaper. Um, and there was, a, um, there was a guy that was homeless. And he had a dog named Bear. And Bear was like his, 
Like that's why everybody stopped. They didn't. Th this guy was selling a, a street paper, if you guys know what those are. Right. And so he, but they didn't stop to see him. They stopped to see Bear, uh -huh. and Bear kind of became like a local celebrity. Um, but he had enough people stopping and buying his street paper that he was eventually able to buy a house. Wow. Um, yeah. So he went from homeless to homeowner, um, selling street oh, paper. Oh, I love that story. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. yeah and so, so the dog's name was Bear, and so that's where that that idea came from. So you, I mean, just these headlines are fantastic. It makes you want to know more. Like I wanted to know. Tell me about the bear, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I, I would have clicked on that story. Um, some other great ones are. Uh, one man's trash is another man's five hundred thousand dollars, right? That's uh, a true. Story. Okay, well, tell us about that one. Uh, there was a guy in Nashville that went to a thrift store, and as he was in the thrift store, he found um, like a, a he found this thing that was framed, and it was the Constitution of the United States. And this guy was a big patriot, and so he brought it home and hung it in his garage, and it sat there for ten years. And then finally somebody realized what it was, and it was an actual copy of the oh U.S. Constitution that um, he had bought in a thrift store for $2. Oh, my goodness. And once he realized what it was, he put it up for auction, and it sold for half a million dollars. You know, that's such a crazy story because my um, mom, this was years ago on eBay, um, my dad used to work for the utility company. And you know they have those like uh, insulators, those glass insulators that used to sit on top of the utility poles. I don't know if exactly. you know what those are. So my dad used to collect them, right? And he would just, oh, he, yeah, he had a bunch of them and he just stuck them, you know, my mom had them in the windows and stuff. So eBay comes along, this is when eBay first came out years ago, and she thought, oh, I'm going to sell a few of those, right? So she puts them up and one of them happened to be like some sort of amber color, really rare. I don't even, she had, we had no idea. She'd had that thing for years. That thing sold for $5,000, that, in, oh that little insulator. My mom was blown away. Like at first she thought there's gotta be a mistake cause it hit like a hundred dollars. And it, she thought, oh man, that'd be cool to get a hundred bucks for that thing, you know? And it just, the bidding kept going crazy. Somebody paid $5,000 for that insulator. I could not believe it. Same that is type amazing. of thing. Yeah, so pretty cool. Um, so anyway, you've got just some great headlines in here. And like I love how you show examples of real life boring headlines, right? Do not use these unless you want no audience. Like uh open house flyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh monthly newsletter, village of Westmead Hills property. Like those are great. But some of the ones that I really love are um, how Taylor Swift bought her latest Nashville home, uh, the Moneyball strategy for Nashville real estate, uh, falling appraisal in the rising market. I mean, those are some great headlines. And I think that uh, as an industry, we got to get better with attracting people to those kind of conversations, right? We do. Yeah. And so tell me, what are you working on now? Well, tell us actually, let's tell us a little bit about your Facebook group. What kind of stuff are you doing there? Sure. Um, I just share a lot of information um, that I find. Um, some of it is about my book. Um, some of it is things that are happening now. And I just try, I'm just trying to change the way um, we as realtors and agents and brokers look at marketing because I think overall we're doing a pretty pathetic job of it as, okay. as an industry. And so I just want to do a little bit, do my part into 
trying to change that not only for the consumers out there but also for other agents because I think that's one of the reasons why most people don't make it in this business is because they don't understand I mean they're pretty good at doing the selling the home side of it but when it comes to attracting prospects and attracting uh, new people to work with I think that's where uh, so many people um, lose out just because you being in real estate and owning your own business you have to wear every hat we all don't have every strength that you need to do this job and so helping people market better is, is just a passion that I have and so that's why I started that group well and it's a fantastic group so I encourage you guys to head on over and join that group for sure and I love this book I'm really excited for you you can access the book at killcoldcalls.com right is where you can get that's access right. to the book mm -hmm. so if you guys are interested I encourage you to go buy this really truly it's worth it every single penny is worth it and he's got some great examples of emails that he writes as plan and a structure on how to do that and how to actually get it done and I'm so so proud of you and excited for you and impressed by what you came up with so, Thank you. Kill cold calls. How to generate a six-figure real estate income like direct marketing legends without cold calls. This is the book. I know it's probably backwards on here, right? So people can't. No, see I can it. see it right. <laughs> Perfectly. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for joining us today. I'm thrilled that you are on the show again. Thank you for your patience and getting this done. Is there anything else you want to tell our listeners before we wrap up today? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, feel free to come to the. Facebook group, we'd love to have you there. Um, if you read the book and you like what you see, I'll be offering some more in-depth training on it um, starting probably in April. Um, and if you have any questions about anything in marketing, you know, find me on Facebook or find me online and reach out and ask me a question. I'm always glad to help people. Is this available on Amazon too? Yeah, that's the best place to find that okay. is on Amazon. It's available in Kindle and paperback. Are you going to do audiobook here soon? Uh, maybe. Maybe <laughs> I'll be talking to it. I'm going to talk you into it because so many people are doing audio now. I can read it for you. I'll do the audio version for you. Okay. That would be helpful. <laughs> but your accent is so cute. They might like that better. So anyway. Thank you. Thank you so much again for joining us. Please, everybody, go out and get his book. It's fantastic, Kill Cold Calls. It's a quick read. It's only, I don't know, 100 pages or so, 120 pages, with some great examples and some great real-world actions you can put into place right away. Thank you again for joining us today, Steve. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Real Estate Real World. We are honored to have you here. If you like our show, please share it on social media. And be sure to head on over and write us a review on iTunes. Helps us get pushed up in the rankings a bit so that we can get exposed to more people out there in the real estate real world. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. Go out and make it a great day. See, you guys, I told you that he was awesome, right? So I would love to hear from each of you on what you're currently doing to build relationships with your clients and prospects as well as what you plan to do. Head on over to www.marguerittecrespillo.com and click on the podcast. I'd love to hear your comments on Steve's podcast today or feel free to use our hotline at 916-905-6130. You can leave a recorded message and we may even choose yours to play on air. 
Now, next week, we're going to be speaking with Jennifer Deep Stratton, who's an awesome high-ticket sales mentor. She's amazing, and I'm so excited to chatting with her and letting you guys hear what our conversation's all about. We got some good stuff. Now, please don't forget to share this podcast with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, and social media. And we love your reviews on iTunes. So take a quick minute and tell us what you really think. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, hop on over to www.realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening. And go out there. Be a part of the elite masterclass in raising the bar on the real estate industry.